The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. You should consult your doctor, specialist, or physical trainer for advice on your physical wellness goals before you plan to follow any of the suggestions or recommendations in this podcast. Hello. Hola. Marhaba. Welcome to the Astro About Wellness Podcast. Join me, Shazana Sunny. And the Astro Duo Asfar Azman And Azima Azman Your host from New York. York Let's strive to educate, regenerate and elevate family institutions Through optimal productivity and wellness education One episode, episode at, at a time. time Are you ready? To listen to inspirational stories of trust, respect Acceptance, integrity, love, and social responsibility for multicultural families and special needs communities. Sit back and relax and be inspired by the awesome people that we highlight in the first segment of the podcast. Welcome back to the Ask Trio About Wellness podcast. This episode is co-sponsored by Hadi Kamsani and my dad, Azman Ripin. Thank you and may God bless you. Hello, may peace be upon you. You are listening to the 18th episode of the podcast with me, Shazana, and the Astro Duo, Athwar and Adema. Do you remember what we talked about in segment 1 last week? Oh yes. Yeah, we talked about my favorite time of the day, iftar. That is when Muslims break our fast. We also mention an organization that provides support services for special need communities, AIM Services, located in Wilton, Saratoga Springs. Wonderful recall. Hey, this Ramadan, our family attended two iftars at our friend's house. Let's listen to one of the recordings I did at Waterville, New York. Hi everyone. Assalamualaikum. This is Daniel's house. Marhaba. Marhaba. Shukran mercy. How are you? you? I had so much fun with Zahia. We received a special invitation from her. I hope you can feel the joy of breaking fast in the recording. My tummy was so happy with the delicious food that Sister Zahia cooked. Wow, what a pleasant surprise. Haha, <laughs> yeah. I remembered that I didn't have my professional digital recorder with me that day because I wasn't planning on doing any recordings. But you were so excited and used my iPhone XR to record it instead. Next time, bring the recorder everywhere we go, please. Okay, I'll try to remember, but no promises. By the way, Do you remember what dishes Sister Zahia cooked that day? Hmm, let me think. Ah, 
she cooked Argentine lamb soup with wheat, beef pasty roll, Argentine chicken over basmati rice with coffee and tea. Mmm, yummy! If you had listened to the podcast, you would remember Sister Zahia and her healthy cake, tea, smoothie, and salad recipes. If you have tried any of her recipes or our Bagadel, the Malay hash brown recipe, do share your photos and cooking adventure with us. Here's a great offer. The best entry will win a special online cooking challenge known as Cook a Doodle Do. This course will feature Home chefs like Sita Zahia in July this year. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, show us your support. Please rate and review us so that more people will subscribe and benefit from the podcast. Now, let's talk about the social responsibility of Muslims in Ramadan. This will be the final episode of the Ramadan series this season. The question for you too is what do Muslims do in Ramadan other than fasting and praying? Oh yeah! There's more to fasting and praying in Ramadan. Plus enjoying food and drinks during iftar. Firstly, fasting and hunger is a great impetus which is something that promotes the spiritual growth of Muslims. In fact, according to the great Muslim scholar Imam Al-Ghazali in his book Reviving the Sciences of Religion there are 10 virtues of hunger Let's just highlight three of the virtues of hunger that were mentioned in the article entitled The Blessings and Benefits of Hunger by Sheikh Zaid Shakir from the Ramadan Reader published by Zaytuna College in Berkeley, California What's the first virtue of hunger? Crushing one's lusts and appetites to achieve mastery over the soul. This is said to be the greatest benefit. When Muslims fast, we also refrain ourselves from our desires for intimacy and other bad habits or traits such as overeating, using bad or offensive language, wasting time or resources, and much more. What's the second virtue of hunger? Purifying the heart. This ignites creativity and facilitates inner vision. What's the third virtue of hunger? Prioritizing charity and giving preference with excess food to the needs of the poor and orphans. Muslims are encouraged to be extra kind and generous in Ramadan. Yes, according to the Zakat Foundation of America, charity in Islam, zakat, is not just one of the core pillars of Islam, but a tool to help ease poverty, suffering and hardship throughout the globe. Every year, Muslims pay zakat or alms. The Zakat Foundation of America offers a zakat calculator to help Muslims determine how much zakat they need to pay. The zakat calculator considers the comprehensive net assets, total wealth. In Ramadan, 
Muslim household pay a special zakat known as zakatul fitr or the zakat of breaking the fast of Ramadan. It is the special obligatory alms paid by all Muslims by the end of Ramadan. In addition to paying zakat al-fitr, some families give out food staples like rice, flour, cooking oil directly to the poor who are also recipients of the zakat. Muslims give lots of sadaqah or charity which is a monetary donation to the poor and orphans in addition to the compulsory zakat al-fitr in Ramadan and the annual zakat. If you want to know more about zakat and zakat al-fitr, you can visit the Zakat Foundation of America at https colon forward slash forward slash www.zakat.org In the last 10 days of Ramadan, Muslims look forward to the Night of Power, also known as Layatul Qadr. This night is the night that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most generous. If someone is blessed to meet this night, the rewards for his acts of worship will be multiplied by 1,000 months. So Muslims hunt for this night by doing acts of worship like reading the Holy Quran, Qiyamul Layl, which is night prayers, in addition to Suratul Tarawih, seeking forgiveness from God for all our sins and seeking forgiveness from others, especially if we have done something wrong in the past. Before we end this segment, we would like to wish all the marvelous moms out there Happy Mother's Day. If you're lucky to have your mother, mother-in-law, or someone whom you regard as a mother to you, remember to do something extra special this week to show your appreciation for her unconditional love and her sacrifices. This year, I'm blessed to receive early Mother Day's gift from my teen superheroes. Thank you, my darlings, Othwar Azima. On behalf of my family, I would like to take this golden opportunity to seek forgiveness from all our supporters for any mistakes that we might have made in the past. We would like to wish all Muslims Eid Mubarak. That's it for segment one today. Stay tuned to the next episode. And listen to stories of trust, respect, acceptance, integrity, love, and social responsibility. Coming up next... In the second segment of the podcast, we'll learn about productivity and the nine dimensions of wellness. Physical, emotional, environmental, spiritual, social, intellectual, mental, occupational, and financial wellness. So we can survive and thrive in this unpredictable world. We are back to talk about occupational and intellectual wellness in segment 2 this week. Do you still want to be a professional football player or engineer? Oh no! After taking the international baccalaureate course, I discovered that I like psychology a lot. I like to help people achieve their health and wellness goals. 
I've been thinking about pre-med, which is short for pre-medicine courses in college, but I want to specialize in neurology, which is about the human brain and psychology, which is about human behavior. I hope you will make the right career choices. Whatever you choose as your career, remember to make the intention that your career is an act of worship to Allah, the Almighty God. Okay, inshallah, if God wills it. Last week, we promised that our special guest, author and architect Ivy Ngiao, will answer another question on our show today. Now it's time to welcome our special guest, Ivy Ngiao. Welcome back to the SJO About Wellness podcast. Thank you. What is a typical day like as an architect and an author? A typical day has to consist of both architecture, which is the day job, and writing, which is the dream job. Oh, so you have two jobs, a day job and a dream job. I learned something new. So to live the dream, I usually wake up at half past five or half past six if I'm being lazy or tired. I try to write for an hour to an hour and a half until the children wake up. I find that that's the optimum time. I don't think I can do more than two hours. And then I make them breakfast and take them to school. I usually try to exercise three times a week uh, minimum for about 10 to 20 minutes. And I uh, crack on with all my architectural work, which is emails or responses to admin, drawing accounts, certificates, checking figures, calculations, and all work-related activities, including calls and meetings. So I work on these tasks until it's time for the children to come back from school. Wow, you're someone with good discipline and a great passion for what you do. Do you cook and prepare meals for your family, or do you like to go out for meals? I usually prepare all their meals. We eat at home usually. Once dinner's over, I try to revisit what I've done and if anything that needs rewriting has to be rewritten. I usually can't work on anything new in terms of writing in the evenings. Do you watch TV? I don't really watch any TV in the evenings because the time that I have before bedtime is really important for me to catch up with reading. Oh, so you read a lot just like my mom. Yeah, reading is good exercise for the brain and mind. You can read a variety of resources. Books, magazines, newspapers, research articles or journals, blog posts, even transcripts of all the episodes in this podcast. For Muslims, one of the best ways to boost your brain power and memory is to read, understand, and memorize the Holy Quran. So, let's continue to learn the Quran in the blessed month of Ramadan and beyond. Okay, I'll try to do better next time. Yes, you can do better. What did you do to cope with the stress and anxiety? during the COVID-19 lockdown in London. Something that's happened over lockdown was that we started a family book club. Oh, really? Book club at home. 
So every night we focus as a family on reading. I'm trying to pick up speed with my kids because of the lack of real interaction in school due to a lot of online interaction. I find that they are finding it difficult to focus on skills like reading, basic skills. So I try to get them to read five to ten pages every night, and we all do it. My husband and I and the kids. And after we read for about ten minutes, we try to discuss ideas or what we've read, what we liked or what we didn't like. I found that the family book club was really important to keep us together and keep us sane during the lockdown, because don't forget there is little or zero social interaction. And I found that it was important to connect on a very basic level, which is reading skills. Great sharing! Awesome. Thank you so much, Ivy. If you are a teenager or a parent with teenage children who are thinking of becoming an architect or author, we hope that you have a better idea of what to expect of life as an author and architect. After listening to Ivinia, remember, choosing the right careers will have an impact on your occupational and intellectual wellness. Next week, Ivy will be back to answer another question: What were the challenges you encountered to become an author and architect? Stay tuned for the next episode. We've now come to the end of the show today. If you have enjoyed our show, like us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Astrowello, A S K T R I O W E L L O. Send us your feedback to Shazana at Astrowello dot com. Visit our website at Astrowello dot com. And subscribe to Astro About Wellness Podcast. Woohoo!